0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.
1: Now, you heard Eamon mention there Dublin City Council actually is appealing now to homeowners to stop paving their gardens for parking space and residents are really been told to stop, stop things like covering the grass with concrete and tarmac and it's due to increasing flooding and sewage overflows into streams and rivers and it's some of the older suburbs really of Dublin that are particularly affected the likes of Rathgar and Rathmines I want to talk to people about this today how do you feel? Craig is with me on the line Craig, you paved your garden is that
2: right? I paved my back garden about two months ago, yeah um just with the, the mess and the rain, um, the little little fella going in and out, the dog, um and yeah, it was just messy, so kinda had to get rid of it.
1: Yeah. Um, he's out
2: there all in the rain all, all weather, so it was a no brainer really for us. Now, reluctantly I in my front garden, that's the back and front garden, I've let the grass grow long, um, in line with the biodiversity, national biodiversity plan. So I'm trying to counter a little bit. i am only cut the once a year. Um to okay. me, white horror. So
1: you are actually, you're making an effort though, Um, you know, to to keep, I don't want to call it rewilding, but you, you, you are letting some of the uh, the grass and other areas grow that bit longer to offset the pavement out the back.
2: Yes. Yeah. Out the front, I've let it grow. Yeah. And okay. um, I cut it once in a year. So, um, yeah. But look, I, I understand. I know that the, the my little fella has autism and he's out the back the whole time puts the grass in his mouth and kind of just had to get rid of a collar um, had to make a collar because yeah. it just wasn't feasible it just wasn't working for you
1: and the family so you paid no, the back no
2: out there he'd, he'd be out there Andre he'd be out there in the rain right. um, make, he loves it the rain and the yeah. wind and his face and all but he'd, he'd be lying in it and putting it into his mouth and with a dog as well so we're just kind of worried about germs
1: yeah. Okay. Um, so, the, when, oh, yeah. when you heard the the um, the call today from the city council in Dublin, you know, asking asking people, asking residents, not to do this anymore, what was your reaction?
2: I, it makes sense to me, and I, I can understand this. I mean, if you if you think of the the housing estate I'm living in, this was a field five years ago, it would have soaked all that water away. So we are we've kind of a bit of a concrete jungle where so the water's nowhere to go. I I, can't, I, I understand that it's gone into the drains and. Um, the rains aren't able to, to probably take it now with all the extra rain we're getting okay. so uh, I understand where they're coming from um, but for us for our family we just had to make a call it didn't suit us
1: yeah okay fair enough um, architect and environmentalist Duncan Stewart is is on the line with us too Craig uh, Duncan people well I suppose why are people being asked to do this like is it a is it a, a fair and a reasonable request
3: oh absolutely I mean if you take the situation I think Greg just mentioned it fair you know we we have a major problem in our urban areas, not just in Dublin, but in all of our cities and, and in our towns, you know, where our, our sewage system in the cities are what's called a combined sewer, where basically all of our sewage flows, but also all of the, the groundwater, the rainwater, you know, that flows onto our hard surfaces and roads and pavings, etc., and also from our roofs. Now, all of that rain goes into our sewage system. And when we have a high kind of torrential rain condition, you know, and especially now with climate change, these are getting worse and worse as we pump more greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. So what happens is that this rainwater basically overwhelms the sewage system. And what happens is sewage will will burst up through manholes. In areas, in low-lying areas in the city, and create flooding into buildings. But also, it will flow over. It overwhelms the the sewage system, the treatment system, and 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 then it causes this water to flow into the sea and and pollute all of our coastal water. So the the problem is getting worse and worse as rainfall increases uh, and more more of your deluges of rain, extreme events. On top of that, more and more hard surfaces being put in place. So allowing car parking into front gardens is doing massive damage. Because
1: it's I, I imagine Duncan, people are probably listening to this and they're thinking, you know, I only have a tiny little garden out the front and barely room for one car, green area. But we're going to cover it over because it suits suits the you know the the house and family situation better if we do so. So, what odds will my little pavement at the front make? Well, you know, right,
3: and Andre, I totally understand that viewpoint, but but if you think about it this way, the amount of hard surfaces with roads and footpaths. In, in our cities and, of course, with buildings where, where the rain falls on the roof, but where, the, where the, the rain has no longer been able to percolate into the soil. This creates a totally difference into what would have happened on that ground before all of these buildings were built. So what's happening is the few remaining places where water can actually escape mm. are now being blocked by our surfaces like okay. concrete and and, and 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 tarmac I know, you know? I
1: know it's uh, Dubliners like it's Dublin City Council that's uh, appealing to people today Duncan but you heard Craig said this a few mom- moments ago you know he, he totally understands why the local authorities asking people to do this should other councils around the country be asking homeowners to do the same?
3: Oh absolutely especially anywhere where this where these sort of flooding events are happening because the worst thing that happens when a flood occurs is the sewage that gets into buildings basically, and the damage that sewage does is, is it exacerbates the damage caused by floods, and and then of course it pollutes our rivers because in a lot of towns in Ireland, the sewage then eventually, when it's treated, goes into the rivers. So if that sewage gets over overwhelmed, it's raw sewage that's flowing into the rivers and around our coastal estuaries and our and into Dublin Bay, for example, you know? So,
1: it's a big problem. Yeah, OK. Um, Jim is with us on the line, I think, Duncan, as well. Jim, you've been listening to, to Duncan Stewart there. How do you feel about people being told not to pay pave their with? Yeah,
0: hi, uh, uh, Andrea. Jim here from Jim's Shed. Look, uh, yes and no. I agree to a certain degree of what Duncan is saying, where I disagree also. I mean... It's the, pe- the very people are saying you can and you can't do what you you know whatever you feel like doing on your own property should be your own business. However, like you must, it's important to note that the people that saying we should do this, we should do that. They're the very people that gave planning permission for all these for urban sprawl, and yet the person that the country person can not be- get planning permission to build a house on their own property. So I have five cars in my uh, home place and I'm considering removing the lawn and putting in uh, putting in more cobbler bricks to accommodate that room
1: for five cars how many's in the house Jim?
0: Uh, there's there's uh, there's uh, four of us in the house I have two cars I have two cars my wife has a car Uh, Car my two sons have a car each and is there on
1: street parking where where you are As or are you in a rural area? no
0: it's my own private property yeah I can, you know, and it's my property, I can do it wherever I wish. But, I mean, as as the very people, this is important to note, you know, it, the very people that are saying we can and we can't do are the very people that allocated urban sprawl and encouraged urban sprawl to build, you know, houses. Any, anywhere at all there's a bit of greenery in Dublin or any, in the outskirts of any city, also oh, sure, here we'll slap 50, 60 houses on there to be grand, you know. And now they're paying the price. Whereas if I have a ten-acre field at the back of my house and my son wants to build, oh no, 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 we, we you can't, we can't be having that. Is, is
1: that, uh, is that. is that not a fair point, Duncan Stewart? Like you're, you know, as as an looking at it with your architect hat, building hat on, like is that not a fair point from Jim?
3: I can't. I I regard what Jim has just said as an incredibly selfish approach to take. You know, just imagine if his land was flooded, and sewage got into his house because all the other houses around had blocked off their sewage. But the big issue I'm concerned would be, is is Jim's approach to car parking. We have a major problem in Dublin with traffic congestion, and it's getting worse and worse. And it's all caused by cars. We have far too many car movements in our cities, and what they do is they block up public transport and make public transport unreliable. And this is a major problem for the city and for Dublin City Council, and they're trying to remedy this problem. But it's people like Jim that are creating the problem. Selfish people that are so concerned about their own private property and to do what they like to do, in my view, are incredibly irresponsible people.
1: But so, do, people right do? No like, do people not have a right so to do... Like, do people not have a right to do with... them? have
3: a right to do it. No, I don't think people have a right to do things that do damage to other people. That is not correct. And I get angry with people like this that take this very kind of aggressive approach and selfish approach. I don't... I don't
0: Jim, you, what's, is Jim's, Jimmy, what's... Jimmy, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm laughing listening to Duncan there. I mean, listen, uh, you know, that's... Uh, totally, it's, it's off the wall what he's saying there, right? I have three EVs in my house, electric vehicles, right? I'm doing my part for the environment. But what he's saying, like, if I had a decent public, trans- public transport in Ireland, let's, be, let's call a spade a spade, is totally primitive, non-existent totally non-existent. TFI, uh, Transport for Ireland, an absolute bogus organisation who don't have a clue about public transport, right, the people that draw out timetables that schedule uh, uh, cold services to go here... They don't live in the real world, you know. I, I mean, you drive into Dublin. But I, I do, I do agree. Dublin I drive into Dublin now. What, what am I in my in my EV, and what am I uh, driving behind? A big dirty diesel burner blowing black smoke into my face. You know, so don't say I'm not doing my part uh, for the environment. Okay. I am. V- but the, you know, v-
1: let me bring Vinny in. Vinny, you're in Dublin. How do you feel about this? I just think it's,
4: uh, I mean, it's kind of uncoordinated. I, I'm out in Dublin 18, which seems to be the epicentre of all house and apartment building in the country at the moment. Uh, but I'm I'm living in a kind of a 30-year-old estate with plenty of open space, plenty of gardens and grass and everything. And there's the development that's happening now, which is in accordance with all the, the, the current planning. There is hardly a blade of grass left. There's tiny patio uh, well, back gardens with, with no grass in most places and no gardens in the front, no no open space, just parking for two cars. So, I mean, if that's what they're kind of legislating for people to plan and build at the moment, I mean, I don't see why we're not going to solve the problem. If, if there is an issue with runoff and flooding, that should be incorporated in the planning permissions that are being given. Yeah, is that- but it's been kind of lost in the, in the urge to um, uh, intensify... Development around public transport about around public transport, which I make, which makes sense, but not if it's going to cause environmental damage and runoff and flooding.
1: Is that not a? Is there not a point though? You know, Duncan, to that and and I think to be fair to, to Jim, I think that was probably part of the point he, he was making as well, like that. You know, people apply for planning permission whether it's as you know, um, private one-off or or large developers like. Should there not then be the stipulation around all of this green space and that it can't be, you know, people can't pave over it or pave over their front or their back garden at that stage rather than coming back to people at a later point and telling them they can't do it?
3: Yes, of course, that's a, an issue that should be taken into consideration. But, but where somebody like Jim, who's going to change what was soil that was percolating with landscaping into, into an impervious condition to allow more cars to park is completely wrong.
1: No, he did say there were electric cars.
3: It, it doesn't matter which type of car they are because cars take up, besides the, the flooding condition and the overwhelming of our sewage, those car parking spaces then it, it basically creates more conditions for more cars to, to, to come into our city or to be in the city. When we need to reduce car journeys down to... 50% of what they are during rush hours in Dublin.
1: Yeah, I know, but there is a point as well around the you know the public transport system beyond Dublin that you know it, it, it doesn't service many people outside of the capital city very well or or even when it does, you can't totally rely on it, Duncan, all of the time either.
3: That's true, Andre, and the reason for it is because if the main reason is why public transport in Dublin doesn't operate efficiently and reliably and on time is because there's too much car traffic Congesting our street.
1: Okay. Let me bring in Marie. Stay with us, Duncan. Um i Jim and, and Craig and Rory there I think as well. Um Marie, did you, you paved your front garden, is that right?
5: I paved my front and my back garden a good few years oh, ago the whole lot, but then I felt like I needed to do my bit and at the beginning of COVID, I dug up the back, well, not personally, I I got the back garden, dug up and planted grass and wildflowers beside of the garden and I mean, I did it for the environment but I got huge benefits from it during COVID, waking up to see the beautiful colours and bees in the garden and I felt I'd done some little bit. Now, I had to leave the front because and my elderly parents, I needed the car to drive to bring their dinners down and meals and things like that. And I can't park outside the house. It's impossible to get parked. And so I kind of felt it was a compromise. You know, it was a 50-50. I reverted to do my little bit. Yeah. Got, but I got huge benefits, out there, yeah. especially during COVID. You know, it's come down in the morning, I even became a little bit of a gardener and got a maple right. tree and did a few little bits and, you know, sort of found a, yeah. a new interest in it. Because and it was also, really, when I look at it now, like I was putting ornaments and things into it to make it look nice. But it was dreary and drab without grass and wildflowers Would you, would flowery, you convert you know? the front garden back? I would if I could park somewhere. But I can See, it's the parking, you know I mean yeah. it's the park and I live in Dublin nine and um as I said, I mean look I have a bus stop literally across the nearly across the road from me, like within two or three minutes walk. But if I was to bring dinner to my parents, I would have to get that bus, get off in, Drum, in Drumcondra and get a second bus with two dinners Mm. every day or, you know, or like, you know, I need to be near if there's a phone call. You do. No, I get that completely. There's a practical consideration. We have got two cars but my partner um, has a disability and he's a disability um, badge on his. So he needs us. You know, it's a case of Unfortunately, we do need two parts because we both need to have um, access to them at all times. You know, I did think maybe of sort of digging around the side and planting a few, you know, maybe a little you know, a border of flowers along the side or something, which I might still do but um, it probably wouldn't make a huge difference. I see
1: a text from a listener says the reason people are extending their driveways and, and covering their pavements is because their children, their adult children, are still living at home. The removal of grass is so people can allow more cars to fit in the drive and not to block the public roadway. It's actually a housing issue and part of a housing discussion. Rory Cagney is on the line. Rory is from RDC Paving. Are there other solutions, Rory, available, you know, to people if they were looking at, if there's such a thing as sustainable paving?
6: Yeah, good afternoon, Andrea. There, there's several options available. And in the, the way things work nowadays, any new developments, the council give guidelines to the developers and stipulate in the planning permission that they have to put in sustainable urban drainage systems, which is called SUDs, in the within the industry as, as a short term, and attenuation. So when you go into a modern housing estate, all the driveways will accept the water, absorb the water down to the joints. it goes into the lower grades of the stone, sits there and dissipates into the ground and doesn't go into the sewage or surface water system. And why
1: do more people not opt for that? Is it more expensive? They
6: do. Or do well, they? no, they do because then when you go to an older house situation and we do work on both, you have four different options of ways to avoid having any additional water going into the public systems. And what the councils are referring to in the article today in the Times is to do with uh, combined systems where your sewage system and your surface water system are mm-hmm. together. So to avoid going into them, any homeowners four options, which is A, a basic gravel driveway with a Clause five stone below, which allows the water to be absorbed. A is that, is that option. B would be a paving brick option. Again, the same build up. Then there's a permeable tarmacadam. A lot of people would know that you can get tarmacadam, which is porous. And then finally, resin-bound aggregate, which is again over a porous tarmacadam. And in all of those systems it resolves both sides of the argument for both for um the two people that are feeling quite strongly about it, which is that you're getting your paved surface, but you're not allowing the water into the public system and you're not allowing water to go near this, the sewage system.
1: And what is that, sorry, that system called again,
6: Rory? Well they they be referred to as suds and the councils have been brilliant over the years in association then with manufacturers of the paving products. Those systems are, if you, if people need advice, go to Kilsarin, go to Rollstone, They would give advice or go to a good reputable paving contractor. The big thing is to look at, every job needs to be looked at from a point of view of where you are, what is going on. And a good contractor would look at a house that has a combined sewerage and surface water system together. And that's quite old now. Their house is over 40, 50 years old. Mm. But people would turn around, a good contractor would look at that and go, right, how are we going to mitigate? But there's definitely... People shouldn't stop if they need to extend their driveway, but just do it in a manner which allows the water be sustainably dealt with. People do extend their driveways. Your texture's a hundred percent correct. A lot of it is they've got children, four cars. Yeah. No well, talking. you heard
1: Marie's, you know, Marie's yeah. situation there as well, and and she needs her car for her partner and and to be able to to visit her her elderly parents as well. Like are those solutions, Duncan? Maybe just finally, are they? Do you think that they're the way forward to use more of the the suds, as as Rory talked about?
3: Well, Rory is making sense, of course, in terms of what you should do if you have to do this. But the question is that, first of all, you're replacing something that could be good for biodiversity for nature with something that is incredibly artificial and, and, if you like, away from a sustainable, ecologically sustainable solution. But the more important issue is that we do have this incredible traffic congestion issue. And every other city in Europe has has, has all has already solved that problem by actually restricting car movements in our urban areas to allow public transport to to flourish and to do what it requires to do. But we have a totally compromised public transport system because of the car amount of cars on our roads. So so if we don't if we look five years from now, what is it going to be like as the traffic increases and increases? And unless we change that and reverse it away from cars and away away from car parking in our urban areas, the problem is going to get to such a level of gridlock that there will be no mobility,
1: no movement. Right, it's going to be even worse than it is. Well, that's something something to to look forward to. Uh, Duncan Stewart, environmentalist and, and architect. Duncan, thank you for for joining us in the program. Uh, Rory there as well. Um, for paving, and as well, thanks to to Mick and Jim and and Marie, uh, um, and Vinny for for getting in touch with us. This texture says, I think Jim speaks for a lot of people. He's dead right in what he said. Uh, this texture councils are building cycle lanes, preventing people from parking on footpaths outside of their homes. They're actually forcing them to convert their front garden. And another listener says the problem isn't the paved areas. It's the lack of proper design of surface water storage for these areas and the, the dispersal of that water by the city councils. That's the problem. So many drains not emptied properly in the dry season. We need to try and improve the mains and surface water ducting instead of blaming the person who puts down some cobbler tarmac.
0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan.